Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. MLK Day. We're talking about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. A lot of festivities happening today. Mm-hmm. Um, probably some more documents are going to be found. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be the uh, the news, even over the weekend. Like, okay, it's all out there now. That's what they say. And then Saturday, well, there's more documents. Yeah, I, uh, I actually... In the Tupperware jar, right? I laughed out loud yeah. when I saw that. I, was, I just glanced at my yeah. phone. I don't... I, I, watch the news all that much on the weekends but i just happened to get this email from the failing new york times more classified documents found and i just started laughing again i said oh my gosh this guy this guy is totally that dude in the office who like leaves his health insurance form sitting on the printer right i mean it's just just everywhere yeah Yeah. um so they found more classified documents in biden's small number small number classified documents very small uh, mm-hmm. from his time as vice president in the Obama administration. And this is in spite of White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre's claim that all the documents had been found by last Thursday. A little flashback here for you. OK, they um, they have uh, as part as the lawyers, they look through the places where documents could have been uh, stored. And the counsel's office released a statement uh, on that. Now it is in the hands of the special counsel. So we should assume that it's been completed. It, it, you should assume that it's been completed. Yes. OK. You remember at the time where they could have been when she said that? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because it sure seems like. This guy's been forgetful, to say the least. Where else could they be? Well, it, it could be anywhere. Have they searched the beach house yet? Because I hadn't heard that. But, I mean, it's at his home. Somebody knows where these things are, and they're letting people know. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I, I totally think so, man. This feels this feels extremely coordinated. Absolutely. That. I mean, because it's the whole thing is very bizarre because it's not the feds that are finding these things. It's his lawyers mm-hmm. that are finding these things. And I was under the impression last week that it was White House counsel that was looking for that. But apparently, no, it's his personal lawyers the whole way through. They had said it was White House, the like not his personal lawyers, but somebody representing the White House. But evidently it is. They don't have security clearances, but the FBI is not involved in this. Then we get the news today. From his lawyer that, oh, yeah, there are no visitor logs to the home because it's his private home. Holy smokes. And it's like, but we've been talking about that ever since this dude sure. came into office. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he's on <clears throat> vacation so often. Because he's probably talking to somebody or some people uh, and doesn't want a record of it coming out. So you go to your private home, you go to the beach house, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we talked about the private lawyers... Okay, my question was, well, then did they go to Biden? And Biden said, yeah, you're going to have to release him because if that's the case, and there might be an easy answer to this, wouldn't Biden then himself say, hey, my lawyers found these documents. I want you to know we're releasing him so he himself could get out in front of it Yeah. instead of playing from behind. Because it sounds like the lawyers just took it upon themselves to release them, right? Yeah. Okay, 
if that's my lawyer that I'm paying, you're like my employee. Hey, you want to come to me first? <laughs> he said two months to concoct a story. Yeah. Two well, months. Well, I, again, I don't think they ever thought that this story would see the light of day. And the fact that it has seen the light of day is what is the big red flag for me. Hmm. In other words, there was a cover-up in place. I think so. I Well, and, it, and it may not have been like, oh, we got to hide the, the this revelation or anything like that. It may have just been an assumption, and eh, nobody's going to say anything about it. Uh, because, I mean, last week they were saying, well, they found this uh, set of documents. They only acknowledged that. Then they found a second mm-hmm. set of documents. And apparently they'd known about that since mid-December. So why only acknowledge one when you know there's more than one? Uh, this does seem like they didn't expect someone to roll over on them quite as much. Bobby, and you're not only making Biden look stupid, the entire administration. Oh, you're totally. throwing Corrine Jean-Pierre out there to honestly look worse than she usually does. Yeah. Which is bad. Because, and, and from her perspective, like we talked about a little bit last week, I mean, if I'm, if I'm running that communication shop, my only statement, and it's going to frustrate the hell out of the media, but that's okay. You, your job is to protect the president, right? Mm-hmm. Just from a communication standpoint, your yeah. statement is basically two sentences. Hey, we have found this. We're cooperating fully with the Justice Department, and we welcome whatever it is that they'll find. Any other questions, I refer you to them. And you know what? They may actually do that this week. Yeah. Put someone else out there, not just Kareem Jean-Pierre, but someone to take yeah. this on themselves because she's such a disaster. And they'll, they will stick to talking points like that, I would guess. Barack Obama was seen at Home Depot this weekend on security cameras <laughs> buying a paper shredder. <laughs> we will have more uh, on that throughout the show because there's a lot of different angles. But other news that are, that's out there, this is crazy, the crisis at the border. Yeah. And the numbers they're talking about for December, 250,000? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so now you have the mayor of New York City going to El Paso? Yeah. Uh, Eric Adams made the trip to El Paso to make it clear that New York has no more room for migrants. So he actually did what the president failed to do. I mean, he really did sit down and talk about the crisis at the border and how it was affecting not just cities along the border, but cities like his, which I know for a lot of us is kind of rich because this is Mr. Sanctuary City now suddenly saying no more room at the inn. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Eric Adams, here's a clip from the press conference he did yesterday. Our cities are being undermined, and we don't deserve this. Migrants don't deserve this. And the people who live in the cities don't deserve this. We expect more from our national leaders to address this issue in a real way. There is no more room in New York. I, I, well, I better make room. I can't help but think that Eric Adams uh, is making a play for 2024. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, that's laughable. He would have no shot. Mm-hmm. But then again, when I say that, I think of Gavin Newsom or I think of J.B. Pritzker. There are governors out there that want to run yeah. that have failed their state in a great way. So why not a failed mayor? Yeah. Why not Lori Lightfoot? I mean, you could just go on and on and on. I mean, if, who knows? If you're just looking at the optics of it, and I don't, I don't think he's particularly skilled as a politician, but, I mean, you got a guy who's a former cop, uh, not afraid to take on the woke crowd, which certainly appeals to 
more conservative Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's talking about the border, trying to get maybe some positive press and conservative media, trying to get some of these, I don't know, more liberal uh, Republican voters or more centrist Republican. Vo- I'm just wondering, man, there's blood in the water with Joe Biden with all this document stuff. Why not go after this? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it hurts him at all, because what's the worst thing that can happen for him in New York? Right. New Yorkers are saying, hey, good job. You're fighting for us. Right. To the rest of the country, it looks completely ridiculous. <laughs> He's a total hypocrite, but aren't they all? So, yeah, I mean, this, if nothing else, David, to your point, puts him in the national news. So there is that. I don't yeah. know. Joe Biden's blood in the water smells an awful lot like aqua velva. <laughs> And all that blood is coming out of his eye. <laughs> it really doesn't get talked about enough. No, it doesn't. During a, during a Democratic de- primary debate, he was bleeding from the, from the eyeballs. Eyes. Yeah. And everyone is like, what? Perfectly normal. You don't bleed from the eyeballs? No, I don't. <laughs> Could happen to anybody. You put that with everything else, and he still got elected. It's yeah. crazy. Right. Totally crazy. Of course, there was a lot of NFL action over the weekend, some crazy stuff. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, it is interesting to me, and I'm... Really glad that DeMar Hamlin is doing well, like the rest of the country. It's it's a great story that he is recovering. And, you know, he visits his team. They yeah. go on to win. I mean, that's storybook stuff. I'm just going to say it. It's very interesting to me that there is not more curiosity with sports media and the media in general of what exactly caused him to have cardiac arrest. It's interesting you say that because... I mean, while it's a remarkable recovery, and it's great to see. Yes. You're right. I mean, we don't know. We still don't know. No. I mean, something, a 24-year-old healthy human being who plays in a contact sport and has pretty much his entire life gets hit in the chest and goes into cardiac arrest, and there's no explanation given as to what it was that happened? Well, not only that, but if it's the Commodio Cardis, where it's the once in, like, I don't know, four million chance that it, right in between heartbeats that you get hit right there in the yeah. chest. How do you not think about that with every hit you see? There were so many hard hits over the weekend. I don't know how many times a tight end is catching a ball and then gets lit up. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, whoa, okay, they got right back up. All right. I wonder how many people are thinking those thoughts as they're watching the game. I did. But, yeah. Like, exactly what's going on there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's odd. Speaking of football, I just wanted to bring this up. There is a story of a high school football coach that has been suspended. And the reason, and this is out of Texas, David, because you know something about football coaches in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, he had his players do 400 push-ups for punishment. Wow. 400! Uh, did the kids learn their lesson? <laughs> I would are, say they probably did. Are they stronger now as a result of it? I don't know. I mean, you know, 400 push-ups, you work the chest that much mm-hmm. along with that part of the arm. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to stretch that out for a good long time to really be at your maximum capacity. I'm wondering if you don't mix it in with running a little bit. Mm. Was it consecutively? The way I understood the story, it was you have to get 400 done. Wow. And so there were some people that were outraged, but then you had people like this kid and the mom 
his mom, uh, coming to the coach's defense. He's treated us with nothing but respect, and he loves every single one of us like his own. So if anything was going on with this situation that I thought these kids were being harmed, I would have been the first person up at the principal's office or wherever I need to go to have this shut down. So 400, too much, David? No. Scott? Yes. To quote quote, quote my middle school football coach, sack up, Nancy, and quit horsing around. Man, oh, man. You remember that thing I used to do for a while, trying to do 100 push-ups in a day? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be sore for a while, man. 400. Man, oh, man. Okay, the January 6th tapes, they're going to get released, but how? We'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we're going to see all of the January 6th video. Like 14,000 hours that's been held. Yeah, that's 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 the promise that's been made by the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, that all of the footage from the Capitol riot, not just the hand-picked video that was compiled to fit a certain narrative, is going to be released. Uh, he was asked about this by Maria Bartiromo on Fox News. The best way to handle this, I think, is exactly the way Elon Musk. Just put all the information out there and let people see what is truth and what is not. So the best way to do that is you release the tapes. People can know for themselves instead of picking and choosing what views they want people to see. Absolutely. Now to hear Matt Gates, one of the rebels that was holding out against voting for Kevin McCarthy. The way he told it, that was one of the things that they got done with Kevin McCarthy. Is that the way you understood it? That's what they were saying, yeah, Um, is that that was one thing that they were really pushing for. Um, I would just push back and say I I, I don't love the way that Elon Musk has been handling the Twitter files because it's been kind of scattershot, and, uh, and it hasn't been all the information out there. It has been through specific reporters who have looked at the information and are then filtering it for our consumption. I think put out, just publish it. What's, what's the problem with that? I would guess, I don't know. Hadn't really thought through all of that other than to say, um, it would still get ignored by the same people. Yeah. Um, most people would never go through all of it. And I don't know what it all looks like to go through all these different pieces and make heads or tail tails of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when somebody like, say, Matt Taibbi, who really comes from the left, as far as I'm concerned, is reporting on this stuff, seems like, okay, well, at least we know this much yeah. is true. So I'll take that. At least it's out yeah. there. I mean, I'm like... At this point, at least the information's getting out there. Mm-hmm. There's the showbiz aspect to this, too. There's the cliffhanger stuff. It's like to get you to come back and watch, you know, season two or whatever. Yeah, I think one of the problems is there's been so much other breaking news. Right. It gets lost in the shuffle. Once you get to Twitter files drop 14, yeah, yeah, the luster's sort of gone. Although it's really good information. We're supposed to still get the Fauci stuff from the Twitter files. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Probably 15 and 16 are in Joe's garage. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely could be. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I'll let you know this. Uh, if you think it's just like activist people in the United States are the most annoying, you know, this happens all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. There's this lady fishing in England and then an animal activist, the nickname Carp Karen, (laughs) pretty funny, goes off on this lady that's fishing and she's trying to explain to the activist, hey, this is legal. This is a designated fishery, but the activist won't have it. Starts calling her all of these names. Wow. All I'm thinking in my head as I hear this is, you know, my mom fished, and my mom's mom fished both. I wish this activist would have done that to them while they were still here (laughs) on this planet to see what would have happened. That would have been really fun, but this is how this whole thing went down. Check this. God, you are disgusting. Put that bloody thing back in the water if it's not dead already. Have it back. You are disgusting. You are a disgrace. I hope that's recorded because you are an absolutely slavish disgrace. It's a fish. Put it back in the water. Are you trying to kill it? It's a fishery. You are a poor. And you should go fishing, darling. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Man. That. She handled that better than I would have. <laughs> Me too. Certainly better than my mom or my grandma would have, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. I knew your mom. Yeah, that would have been fun. I'd have paid admission to see that. Yeah, I would have. Mm-hmm. Me, no doubt about me, it. I would have just hit her with all sorts of fish puns. <laughs> like, hey, lady, you got to reel that in. <laughs> okay, it's MLK Day. Uh, Boston, loving tribute. With this statue that they unveiled, $10 million. Golly. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I think it's probably responsible to have someone with a news background describe what it looks like, and that would be David Van Camp. Well, um, I will see. Uh, From every angle, it looks like sex stuff. Yes, and what is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be uh, taken from an image of uh, Martin Luther King, I believe, hugging Coretta Scott King. Um, Like, just their arms. It's their, like, disembodied arms that are wrapped around one another, except from one angle, it looks like hands are caressing a gigantic member. Uh, And from another angle, it looks like a guy is extremely flexible and treating himself like an amusement park. (laughs) And another angle, it looks like, well... Like a, yeah. gyne- like a gynecologist mm-hmm. visit went way too far. Yeah, not exactly a great tribute to MLK. But a lot on MLK Day we'll get to coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Joe Biden uh, was speaking today at a Martin Luther King Jr. event and tried to sing happy birthday to MLK's son's wife. Okay. Uh, Here's how that went. Uh, Remember, guys, it's just a stutter. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. 
Happy birthday to you. The person's name is Valen. <laughs> it's an interesting. I believe that's Lithuanian. I believe I believe it's uh, Andrea Waters is her name. Okay. But it came out. Day to you. Happy birthday, dear Valen. <laughs> in fairness, that's me at every single office birthday party. I, happy birthday, dear. Let's get some cake. But you wouldn't sing the song if you couldn't remember right, exactly. their name. That's probably the difference. Oh, my goodness. And he's given a different speech today. He was at the church yesterday. Yeah. In Atlanta. And... I don't know if you know this. He led the Civil Rights March. No, yeah. he said. He said, yeah, he came into the political scene at the age of 22 on the east side of the Civil Rights Movement. That's been repeatedly debunked as he has repeatedly claimed it. Okay, these are prepared remarks. Yeah. They don't care. Nope. They're just going to keep lying. Well, well dude, to, to hear Joe Biden tell his life story, he's basically Forrest Gump. Yes, he is. I mean, he's involved in everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he was. I a... was there and I got arrested when I was fighting for the yeah. rights of these people. He ran one back with Coach Vince Lombardi looking on from the sidelines when he was playing Super Bowl ever. Yeah, yeah, when he was playing flanker back. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he used to drink a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper yep. whenever he could get his hands on <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Unreal. Both ends of a doubleheader. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Okay, now as far as the big controversy right now with Joe Biden, uh, even some Democrats, it seems, are turning on him a little bit. Yeah, a little, which well. Which adds to the mm, curiousness of the whole thing. I mean, they're kind of soft-pedaling this stuff, but man, it is interesting when you see a guy like Representative Adam Schiff, the top Russia truther during the Trump administration. I mean, this guy has been trying to get Donald Trump thrown in prison or something for years, and now he is the attack dog sent out to talk about Joe Biden. And it isn't, he couches it, he does, he, he says, well, you know, this is different than Donald Trump, but on ABC's This Week, he was asked, hey, do, do you think that Joe Biden jeopardized national security? Uh, I don't think we can exclude the possibility Whoa. without know, knowing more of the facts. Um, we have asked for an assessment uh, in the intelligence community of the Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, I think we ought to get that same assessment of the documents uh, found in the uh, in the uh, think tank as well as the home of President Biden. Uh, I'd like to know what these documents were. I'd like to know what the IC's assessment is, whether there was any risk of exposure and what the harm would be and whether any mitigation needs to be done. Uh, I think that would be appropriate uh, and consistent with what we requested in the case of Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Before I go, what's going through your mind when you hear that, David, more than anything else? Well, we talked about last week. I mean, this is kind of a setup for a, a, an interesting scenario for the Democrats. Talk about two birds, one stone. <clears throat> you potentially have the opportunity to boost the old man uh, or to boot the old man before 2024 and find a new representative or find a new candidate to run for president, yep. which is beneficial. And then you can look like the adults in the room. By saying, well, you know, no man is above the law, country over party. So you really don't want the guy anyway. And so you can kind of, you can do whatever you want with Joe Biden right now and come out looking great. 
when you take a guy like Adam Schiff, this is what's going through my head, who's all credibility is gone. Oh, with, yeah. With any thinking human being. You throw him out there to take this side to make people on the edge or at least somewhere in the middle on the fringes that might go either way, Democrat or Republican, to say, well, maybe the guy is. He's, he's really talking about what he believes. Mm-hmm. Just throw that confusion in there enough to play that role. That's what goes through my head. And then you're like, okay, do I really have the tinfoil hat on right now? But with everything you see coming out of the Twitter files that we've seen over the last month or two, there's a lot happening that we don't know about behind the scenes. It's always that way. I mean, it's not just the Twitter files. I mean, literally, we have actual evidence that the FBI knowingly pushed a false story about Russian collusion and Donald Trump. And Adam Schiff was one of the big players in that. Yes. Against a sitting president to try to get him out of office. So you don't have a tinfoil. If you don't have a tinfoil hat on at this point, then you haven't been paying attention. Right. So, in essence, it's really not a tinfoil hat. It's just reality. Right. Yes. You got a little paper pirate hat on now. (laughs) You're good. As long as it covers up the bald spot, it's going to be fairly big, you know. Got it. Okay, it's that time of the show. We go around the table. We're looking at stories all the time. This might not be the biggest story, but it got your attention. David, what's your story today? This was crazy. A close call at JFK International Airport in New York. A Delta flight was about to take off when suddenly an American Airlines plane crossed the runway. So they're like getting ready literally to take off and boom, another plane just crosses the runway. Uh, The Delta pilot was able to slam on the brakes and stop just about a thousand feet from the other plane, which in aviation apparently is not much. That's pretty close call. get on the horn? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'm flying here. You know, they, hey! <laughs> here's a little quick audio snippet from air traffic control. All right. Delta 1943, cancel takeoff flinch. Delta 1943, cancel takeoff flinch. If there's ever a time to cuss on the radio, that was it. He goes, beep. <laughs> yes. No doubt, man. Wow. I mean, you're going on pure adrenaline and whatever comes into your mind first. Roll with it. <laughs> Just waiting for that dude from the insurance commercials to come out and say, seen it, Me. covered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I can think is user error last week, and it shut down all the planes across the United States. Right. And then you got this happening. It's like, holy smokes, man. Or the mayhem guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there he is. Yeah, you're checking your phone while you're supposed to be flying a plane, <laughs> and this happens. <laughs> All right, Robbins, what's your story today? Well, a couple of 14-year-olds, actually uh, three, four, two 14-year-olds and a 15-year-old are puffing tough, smoking a lot of weed, all getting together in uh, Jonesboro, Georgia, earlier this month. And two of the three decide what they're going to do is take this guy's cell phone. So they pistol whip the third guy and take his cell phone and take off running. Well, officers promptly just employed the Find My Phone app they found him 90 minutes later in their house smoking weed, arrested them all. <laughs> if you're going to steal a phone, man, make sure the iPhone app is turned off. You know, sometimes it's not so much the story that entertains me. Yeah. It's how much it entertains you it does. is how much it entertains me. I can just me. see these dopes, you know, smoking weed in the back of a truck, you know, and they decide they're going to beat the hell out of somebody and take his phone, and then track him down 90 minutes later with the Find My iPhone app. <laughs> My story today comes from the New York Post. 
Uh, the headline, tiny upstate town faced with New York City-like migrant influx. Won't take many to overwhelm the system. And it's something that we've talked about a few times where you have big cities where a lot of illegals have been sent to that have a lot of resources already in place, and they're overwhelmed. What about the smaller towns around the United States? And in this story, it's um, Jamestown in New York, which is not far uh, from the Pennsylvania border. But, I mean, it's a town that's already overwhelmed. All you had, as the story goes, at least 35 migrants from Columbia are known to have arrived in the town since late last year. Others believed to be living in the shadows. More certainly are on the way. That's what someone told the New York Post. How many towns across the United States is this going to happen to? I mean, And, And then what do you do? Yeah, this is why the Martha's Vineyard stunt was so funny to me. You have one of the wealthiest zip codes in America getting a couple dozen migrants, and it's like, terrible human trafficking, and there are a whole lot of other towns that don't have the tax base, that don't have the resources that even Martha's Vineyard might have, um, who are having to deal with it, and no one seems to care. No, a town of 28,000, and... You know, some people around town are asking the question, if we have these people from Columbia here and more are coming, what's the government going to do about it? They need housing and transportation or be allowed to work and get a driver's license. I mean, how is this going to work if they're just now here? Many of them have already been offered fake social security numbers and cards. And then, you know... If they can't find anything, does that mean they're going to do whatever they need to do for money? Do they turn to crime at some point? How how does this all work? Right. And it's just left for these small towns to sort of figure it out. I mean, that's crazy. And again, you step back and you ask yourself the serious question. I know it sounds crazy. Are different people on the left trying to destroy the country? In a lot of ways, they are trying to yeah. completely change the way we've always done things in the United States. And that's not to say I don't think a lot of people in America have a heart for people that, you know, are in desperate need. At the same time, if you're just trying to find a better life, where you understand that, right? Yeah. And I forget who it was that brought up this question, but I thought about this for a second. So in December, we find out that what was it, 500,000 or 250,000 people came up through the southern border in December alone? Yeah. What if 250,000 people came from the northern border and just infiltrated different towns just to stay and they wanted a new phone and they wanted to be taken care of? What would your reaction be? Go away. Go back yeah. to Canada. What do you think the left's reaction would be? Go away. Go back to Canada. <laughs> Yes. Oh, sure. So what's the difference? That's what you ask yourself the question. And I don't don't know the answer to the question. Because somehow I think it is that rich liberal mindset of, well, I don't want to do anything, but I want to feel good about something as far as poor people. Yeah. So, you know, how could we just turn people away? But you don't understand how many people are coming through the southern border that we don't know who they are they could be criminals a lot of have been criminals there have been 
people that are on the terror watch list, and this just continues to go on. Yeah. All the social media morality givers, yeah. you know, they're out there. I mean, people yeah. that want to tell you how to raise a kid who've never raised a kid, people who want to tell you how to, what, how to get a better job who've never had a job, they, I mean, they're out there. But, yeah. I mean, in fairness, though, uh, the White House press secretary has said repeatedly that they want to help welcome in people fleeing communism. So maybe we should uh, accept asylum seekers from Canada. That's true. Just want to welcome him. Welcome him in. Yes. Yes. On a lighter note, I uh, saw a money saving hack over the weekend. David loves the term hack from mm-hmm. his time in oh, news. Yeah. Uh, the hack said put $5 away every time you and your partner. You know, make love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because apparently an engaged couple in Mexico did this last year. Um, five bucks every time. Uh, they end up with $1,320. It's not terrible. That was in a year? Yes. If I was better at math, I could figure out the frequency, but I can't. Uh, about 250 You know. Not every day. Sometimes. Five a week, probably. Wow. That's Something like that. Good. That's Engaged, good you say. No kids, yeah. you say. <laughs> right. Yeah. No pressures. No, nothing. <laughs> and I bring that up to say, you know, it reminds me as a long time ago when I was single, different guys that would try to talk you out of getting married would say, you know what happens? You know, if you're already having relations, if, you know, you put a penny in a jar every time that happens... Once you're married, that jar will never go dry. (laughs) I don't think that's true, but that was the old saying. And all of a sudden, the rest of the show has gone silent. (laughs) I said, I don't think that's true. I know, but you said that. Oh, did you hear about the University of Alabama basketball player arrested for shooting a woman? Holy cow. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Let's see over the weekend, University of Alabama basketball player arrested for the shooting death of a woman near the Tuscaloosa campus. Dang. Just seemed like weeping when they were leading him out. Yes. He was weeping bitterly. Yeah. And you understand why. It was like 1.45 in the morning. Darius Miles, he was a junior, uh, was busted along with 20-year-old Michael Lynn Davis. They opened fire at a car in this area near campus known as The Strip. And one of the passengers, 23-year-old woman named Jamia Jonay Harris, was struck and died. And so the investigator said it looks like two parties got into a minor argument along The Strip before the bullets flew. So the player, Miles, who is originally from Washington, D.C., Again, as a junior, played forward. Apparently, he was out with an ankle injury. But the team said, yeah, he's he's no longer with the team. I mean, after something like this, and as you said, as they were taking him away, he was, you know, sobbing. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah. Of course, there'll be more details of what comes out. And then you ask the question, yeah, it seems like there's a bright future here for this dude. 
What are you doing with the gun? Was it purchased legally? There are a lot of questions that I don't even see media asking right now that you wonder, how did this happen? Throw it all away. Random? Did the combatants know each other? Just throw it all away because you can't keep your ego in check? Is that really what it was? Man, that's, that's so sad. Because you're guessing someone got disrespected somehow. Yeah. Who knows? It's just, that's terrible. Before we came back, David, you started laughing yeah. at something you saw. What did you see? Well, Joe Biden uh, today is speaking at a Martin Luther King Day event and was talking about police reform. We need to retrain the police. And there's a little bit at the end of this that really made me laugh. I'm sorry. So okay. tighten the use of force policies to emphasize de-escalation. We have to retrain cops as to why should you always shoot for de- with deadly force? The fact is, if you need to use your weapon, you don't have to do that. And look. <laughs> he burns at the end. Goes, was that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe something inside him said, this is such nonsense, it's got to all come out. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's MLK Day. But the big talk is about Biden right now yeah. and the scandal. Oh yeah, with these classified documents. Oh, well, they found more over the weekend. It's even, crazy. Man. Even after the White House press secretary said that they you you should consider this inquiry done. Like they, we got all the documents. Okay, and then over the weekend, his lawyers were like, actually, we found a little bit more uh, there. Yeah. So I think we all have the same theory, right? Something else is going on here. Don't know if it's the Democratic Party, but it very well could be. They don't want him to run again, the powers that be. We've heard that before. Yeah. And they know it can't be Kamala. There's got to be somebody no, else. Oh, no. So I don't believe that all of a sudden Joe Biden's personal lawyers come across these documents, apparently don't consult him, or maybe they do, but we've never heard that part of the story. They just, quote, did the right thing and right. came forward. Mm-hmm. Again, am I missing something? When does that happen? When someone's personal lawyers bypass who they're working for to go to the government and say, hey, we found these. Yeah, well, that and and the other thing is, why are they still allowed to be rifling through all of his stuff to look for more classified documents? I mean, shouldn't the FBI? I'm not saying it needs to even be a raid of the FBI, but, you know, why wouldn't you have people who have absolutely no connection or allegiance to Joe Biden who actually have security clearances going through this stuff. It doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. Just, you know, take the president out of here for a second. Let's say, David, you have your personal lawyers. Yeah. Okay? And they're going to go through some documents that you might have, and they find something that's troubling in your possession. Mm -hmm. They work for you. Shred them! (laughs) Well, I would like to think I would do the right thing, but no, you're right. I'd be ordering the code red. Shred them. Burn the pages. But they would let you know. Yeah. 
what they found. That's that's the head scratcher. And maybe there's an easy answer to that, but I just haven't heard it yet. But then you have some Democrats that are going out there on the national talking head shows um, saying, yeah, there might be something to this. This isn't good for Biden, and other people are still defending him. I take it Jamie Raskin is defending him? Yeah, Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin, who thinks Trump committed treason by having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, isn't so sure about Biden's hoarding of top-secret material from the Obama administration days. And again, one of the interesting questions with this is why Biden's lawyers are allowed to be searching for these documents since they don't have security clearances. Why not bring in the FBI to do the search? Uh, But here's Jamie Raskin's response to that. Okay. Well, that's one of the things we can look at. What is the proper thing for a former president to do uh, if he finds that there are uh, government documents or classified documents that are in his possession? Uh, And my understanding is they did the right thing by immediately alerting the archives and turning them over uh, that day. Okay, maybe I'm making too big a deal of this, and that's fine. He doesn't say he, talking about Biden, he says they. Yeah. The lawyers. Interesting. But maybe there's a a different procedure for dealing with them that we are unaware of. And that's a meaningful thing that we could look at. Um, But obviously, well, Jamie, imagine if it was Trump's personal lawyers, let them look through it. You would have lost your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But obviously, we don't want to turn this into just a political football. (laughs) And uh, it's a a bit disturbing to me that people who are saying there was no problem with what Donald Trump did which was to defiantly reject yeah. any cooperation in turning over hundreds of classified documents, are upset about President Biden's voluntary and rapid turnover of a handful of documents that they found. I think most reasonable people are like, you got to treat everybody the same. Yeah. That's what we're after here. You just don't see it. Well, stop lecturing me on making a political football, <laughs> jackass. That's all yes. you guys did. Yeah, January 6th committee yeah, guy. I mean, that's yeah. all you did was make everything a political football. Of course. Okay, more on that a little bit later. Um, it's MLK Day. Uh, Biden, I mean, it's a big day for him because he is a civil rights pioneer. Oh, right. He's a hero. <laughs> did he what? do this again? Yeah. He, I, he, yeah. He, the he whole claimed... March on Selma thing again? Yeah, well, he claimed that he marched in the civil rights movement. Okay. Mm -hmm. That he was a player. That was his introduction to politics. That's been debunked, actually debunked multiple times. No, he was not. Uh, But he also claimed yesterday during a ceremony that uh, he went to a black church. Really? Yeah. Okay. And let's say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. What? <laughs> Before I went to the black church. Yeah. So he went to mass and then went to the black and church? And then went to a black church, I believe, okay. is what he's, right. what he's getting at here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the same guy who says he was raised in the Puerto Rican community. I mean, again, this is why there's the, that congressman from New York, George Santos, yeah. who, like, yeah. I mean, hilariously, uh, it's it's a hilarious amount of lies that this guy has told about his life story. I mean, it's he claimed that he was like a star volleyball player in college. Right. I mean, just like this <laughs> random stuff that just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But media, of course, is going all mean girls on him. Oh, this is the guy that Republicans are... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Dude, the president of the United States, again, not an exhaustive list of everything, just off the top of my head, claims he went to a black church, he was raised in the Puerto Rican community, he marched in the civil rights movement, uh, his son was killed in Iraq. 
Uh, firefighters almost died in a small kitchen fire that he had yes. years ago. Oh, he saved an old woman yeah. from a uh, gang mm-hmm. that was operating in the apartment underneath hers. Right. Oh, what was the story with Nelson Mandela? Uh, I don't remember that one. They went to a Santana concert together. No. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. It was something else. I don't remember that one. I'll yes. have to look at that, yeah. Because he was part of that movement, too. He claims he literally had has cancer. Yes, because oh, yeah. he yeah, lived near uh, yeah. what a coal fired power plant or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, okay. Switching gears for a second with Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the famous speech, the fifteen seconds that are famous. I right? have a dream. Yes, that my four little children. Will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Okay. I think that means something to a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, speak for me, it was powerful learning that as a kid. And it was awful what happened to him. And then I can't help but think about this today on MLK Day. What he said right there is not practiced or preached by the left. Not even close. As far as content of character? No. That... It, it's all about color of skin or sexual identity. It's, it's the whole getting away from content of character. I mean, you think about Harvard, elite schools. I mean, they're not the only one. Asian American students. Sorry, uh but you're going to have to score 140 to like a white person's 100 for you to get into the school because you're just overrepresented. Yeah. Your character's great, but there's just too many of you people. Mm-hmm. What is that? Racism. That's not Martin Luther King Jr. Or teaching critical race theory in school, and then you're also applauding MLK and his message. They don't match, man. I think a lot of people have the same thought today. Like, okay... How about take some time out to listen to what the guy said and put that into practice instead of trying to divide people all the time? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the only one thinking that. You're not. Oh. Or the whole equity issue. That's not content of someone's character or their skills. It's equal, not. Equal outcomes is what they're after. Right. And... Tell me if I've missed it. That's not Martin Luther King Jr.'s message. No. But who's saying that today? Well, the left. Yeah, not not Far a lot left. of people on the left right now. I mean, it is all about just sheer identity, um, and that's the only thing that matters. Period. Yep. The end. And it's yeah. it's dividing people. It's not uniting people. It's not um, asking people to look past whatever superficial differences we may have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that matters, and this is the thing we've talked about plenty of times with critical race theory, it's telling black kids you have no chance. There's nothing you can do right. to change your life. Uh, and white kids, there's nothing you can do to stop being a uh, an oppressor uh, unless you just completely grovel. I mean, dude, I I was at the library with my kids over the weekend. I think I sent you all the photo of it. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, Martin Luther King Day uh, table. And where is Okay, here we go. It is, uh, there's a story about police brutality. There is a book uh, called Goodnight Racism by Ibram X. Kendi. Oh, boy. Fantastic. Like, this is not, th- th- this is really just 
I think, a, a, an insult to the memory of Martin Luther King, to the to the memory of what the movement was all about. Because to hear a lot of the people now talk about race relations in this country, they claim that it's actually worse than it was in his time. And that's just right. factually incorrect. Of course it is. And then, and honestly, it makes you wonder, well, then why do we celebrate this day? Well, they call, worse off now. They call them a failure. That's, or at least that's the, wow. that's, that's essentially what they're arguing. If you're arguing now that race relations are worse than they were in the 50s, 60s, uh, then you're saying that Martin Luther King Jr. was a failure. Well, it's interesting because in a number of different towns, and there could be some that I don't know. I've just, you know, through the years heard about different black leaders speaking at Martin Luther King Jr. luncheons on this day across the country. But I don't know that I've ever heard of a black conservative speaking at one of those who believe a lot of what Martin Luther King Jr. talked about, but would also tell you we've come so far as a country. But no, they're not welcome a lot of times. It's very interesting. All right, switch gears. So big NFL weekend, a lot of exciting games. There were two different games I thought, honestly, were over in the first half, turned them off, only to turn it back on when the game was tied later. I couldn't believe it. How about that? Um, But you're telling me the story, David. Somebody made a bet and lost a lot. How did this happen? Yeah, Darren Rovell uh, was reporting this over the weekend. When the Chargers went up Mm 27-0, one person put a bet of $1.4 million on them to win. So you're thinking this is easy money because you put 1.4 million down. Apparently, he would have won 11,000, roughly okay. $11,000. So okay, easy way to make $11,000. Uh, except uh, Jacksonville came back and won the game, 31 <gasps> to 30, and so he lost 1.4 million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. And man, can you imagine with every score? Yeah, it's like another piece of you is taken away. No, you can see it happening in slow motion. That yeah. comeback. Well, to live a life where you can afford to lose one point one million, or at least have that much you can gamble with. Yeah, good golly. Still, holy cow! Back man. to the fentanyl business now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, trans woman's penis in YMCA locker room. This oh, is God. quite the controversy. We'll get to and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Remember when we talked about transgender bathrooms, that whole issue a few years ago, and talking about you know biological males showering with females? Sure. Well, that wasn't going to happen right. <laughs> until it did. Of course, until it did. Yeah. Yes. This happened in a suburb of San Diego at a YMCA. This girl, Rebecca Phillips, seventeen, said she was changing. Well, I'll, I've got part of the clip here basically she goes to complain later to talk to the front desk and they scolded her that person has every right to shower in there it's this girl is upset let just listen it, it is so infuriating that this is allowed to happen as i was showering after my workout i saw a naked male in the women's locker room 
I immediately went back into the shower, terrified, and hid behind their flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. I ran into a bathroom stall to change as quickly as I could, organizing my thoughts to share with the people at the front desk. As I did so, I could only think of my five-year-old sister, who I bring to this gym during the summer to, sorry, to enjoy their water slides. She gets upset talking about her sister and says, This is the YMCA where my little sister took gymnastics lessons. The locker room was supposed to be her safe haven to gossip with her friends and shower and change. When I asked the YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As long as you are not a red flag on Megan's Law, the California Sex Offender Registry, a grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. Think about that for a second. Where are we? God, that's sickening. That just makes me sick to my stomach. It really does. I mean, I have daughters, I have granddaughters. I can't even imagine. Well, there was another story kind of similar. There's a, a dude who's on the school board of a uh, the Liberty Elementary School District board uh, in uh, Arizona. And uh, this guy is claiming to be a woman. And a woman at the gym made the claim that she was changing and he was staring at her breasts. And the way that it's being covered in local media is... Uh, West Valley school board member becomes target of harassment. Wow. Okay. Everybody's got to stand up against this. Well, and that's not unloving. That's protecting women for crying out loud. And girls. Yes. I mean, and let's not forget YMCA stands for Young Men's Christian Association. There What's are going on YMCA's. Uh, of course there are. You can't. Let biological no, males in this, the women's cannot happen. locker no. room. It's no. not hard. It needs to be fought against. It's not unloving. I guarantee you somebody's daddy's going to get wind of this. They're going to put an end to it. Man. And it's not going to be pretty. It's okay. So, yeah, that was a very troubling story out there. Um, did see the story where a woman is going to have to <laughs> repay $2,000 in wages after she had tra- tracking software on her work computer, caught her, well, pretending to work. <laughs> she wasn't actually working. Whoops. <laughs> yes. The Costanza app. So <laughs> is, is this one of those things where if you're the boss, this is a good thing to have because you want to know what people are doing, right? Yeah. But if you're the worker, you're saying, hey, this is privacy. Huh? Well, where do you come out on that? I Do your job. Yeah, or find right. another job. Yeah. My rules, my my office place, my, my rules. Yeah. I'm guessing you can do whatever you want as long as you're getting the job done. Yeah. yeah. But you wonder about this one, you know. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, if there's one story today that's the biggest, David, what is it? To me, it still is. It comes down to the Biden document hoarding. They found more documents over the weekend. Made me laugh out loud when I saw that. As they said, yeah, we think we've got them all now. I mean, it was always yeah. a small number. But they had him go out last week saying, yeah, as soon as we found this, and we don't think there's anything else. And then the press secretary said the same thing, yet they're not done. And then you wonder, well, how many more are they? We don't know. Mm. So we'll see. Meanwhile, (laughs) Trump says, I have info on everyone. Yeah. What exactly does that mean? 
And also, the AP is talking about the World Economic Forum. Is it a target of bizarre claims, or is it the truth? All on the way right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Trump is in the news, David. Yeah. Well, he's... Says I have info on everyone? Yeah, he's reacting to the uh, never-ending revelations of Joe Biden's secret documents hoarding from the Obama administration. Uh, And, you know, I I think he has every right in the world to do a little bit of an end zone dance, because I know that, you know, media and Democrats are saying, well, the two cases are different, Okay. And I would say, yeah, one guy actually had the authority to declassify that information, and the other guy didn't. If I hear yes. apples and oranges one more time, I'm going to put my face in a fan. I mean, honestly, it is actually... apples and oranges! It, it is actually apples and oranges, because at this point, it's looking like the Biden thing is way worse. But that wasn't the intent of the apples and oranges. <laughs> I, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you just right. have it stashed in a garage, you have it just stashed in your library, and at this office you never go to... I mean, that, that actually sounds kind of worse. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with Thank that. Thank you very much, David. Great job. So Trump posted on Truth Social, uh, the White House just announced that there are no logs or information of any kind on visitors to the Wilmington house and flimsy, unlocked, and unsecured, but now very famous garage. Maybe they are smarter than we think. This is one of the seemingly many places where highly classified documents are stored in a big pile on the damp floor. Mar-a-Lago is a highly secured facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff in our great Secret Service. I have info on everyone. Woo, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, David. <laughs> I bet he does, too. Oh, man. Boy, I can't wait to see what the play of this whole thing is. Yeah. And you know what? We have that bet that I said Biden would be out of office by February 1st. I wish it was April 1st. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it might actually be extended. I, I The way I see the timeline kind of going is you wait until about June-ish when, like, the GOP primary starts to maybe shape up a little bit. Probably. you got a lot of people distracted with that. Yeah. Um, and then you can more you, – then you also have just less time left on the clock to run out with Kamala as president. So I'm thinking June, July, if there is actually a bigger play being made here – June or July is when it'll really start hitting the fan for Joe Biden. I suppose. I, and there's the other part. We don't know what else is coming down the road as far as the House Republicans. Yeah. What about Hunter and the laptop? Are we going to know more about that sooner than later? There's all sorts of things going on. Well, I happen to see this. Uncovered D.C. Always keeping tabs on what's happening around the world. And as you know, there has been that lawsuit with the AGs of Louisiana and Missouri. And they found out, you know, a lot of different things as far as the censorship case. Like, hey, what was being censored? Where the American people were trying to post things on social media was getting shut down. What is going on with that? Mm -hmm. 
So one of the things through discovery in that suit that we found out, and I don't know if a whole lot of people know about this or not, that the White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flaherty, long story short, if you had some sort of reaction to the vaccine, you were shut down. You wanted to talk about your experience. Your posts were put way down. Had you already heard this? Yeah. 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 That's something, man. I mean, you're talking about, okay, I got the vaccine, and then this is what happened. And you're telling your story, and as soon as that might get traction, oh, it's shoved right back down. And they controlled that. Yeah. Why? Well, I know why. Yeah, you absolutely know why. Because you didn't want any negative news about the vaccine. No, there's too much money in it. So the government initially attempted to hide Flaherty's involvement in censorship, but then other discovery exposed his name. So in this email response to Flaherty, Facebook was pretty proud about removing post visibility and censoring the vaccine injured. This is what the email uh, from Facebook to Flaherty said. As you know, in addition to removing vaccine misinformation, we have been focused on reducing the virality of content, discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable misinformation. This is often true content, which we allow at the post level because experts have advised us that that is important for people to be able to discuss both their personal experiences and concerns about the vaccine, but it can be framed as sensation, alarmist, or shocking. We'll remove these groups, pages, and accounts when they are disproportionately promoting the sensationalized sensationalized content. More on this front as we proceed to implement. So you've got a group of people that had some sort of reaction to the vaccine talking with one another. Yeah, shut that down. Can't have that. Wouldn't you believe that less than 10% of Americans know that? Just oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. How many would be interested to know? A lot. Absolutely. You know, and, that, and that's the thing with all this whole combating so-called disinformation and everything. All you actually do when you shut down people expressing concerns and discussing things that maybe Fauci doesn't like or whatever. Mm-hmm. All you do is actually really embolden the true bad faith actors who are actually grifting, who are actually trying to uh to sell books or sell some secret remedy for covid or whatever you know you actually give oxygen to the to the actual bad actors who really don't care about anybody's health because they can always say see they shut down this person who had a legitimate gripe yes they just don't want the truth to be out do you remember right after either the first or second dose anecdotally different people you knew talked about reactions either from their friends or themselves oh yeah yes. and you're always wondering man yes. that seems like that would be a story you're you're sort of waiting for that to come out it didn't and now we have a pretty decent idea yeah. as to why well then when lena Wynn comes out and goes hey you know there's about 90 percent too many hospitalizations were tabulated for covid 90 percent wow you know that people went into the hospital because they weren't feeling well and had some other malady, but if they tested positive for COVID, they were COVID. Yeah. I get what you're and saying. And the, the ticker yeah. just kept rolling, right, to freak everyone out. Yes. Same thing with deaths. I don't think we'll ever know the true numbers. We won't know, but she's admitting it now. Like, well, yeah, those were inflated. Well, thanks. Well, gee whiz, yeah. now after right. two years of wrecking people's lives, now you tell us? 
Well, because all the proof's coming out now. They have exactly. no choice. Well, they got no place to go. Nowhere to run now. It's true. But okay. holy smokes. David, a story about the Associated Press. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum is where the world's elites, uh, politicians, business leaders get together and figure out how to screw you over. How that, to run the world, basically. Yeah, the World Economic Forum is uh, kicking off in Davos today, and the Associated Press has this hilarious, almost pre-bunking of anybody who has a problem with this. Uh, they say the annual event in the Swiss ski resort town of Davos has increasingly become a target of bizarre claims from a growing chorus of commentators who believe the forum involves a group of elites manipulating global events for their own benefit. Uh, experts say what was once a conspiracy theory found in the Internet's underbelly has now hit the mainstream. So okay, then they I go, love that, AP. Real journalists, as yeah. you say, experts say who? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so they say hundreds of public sessions are planned, but the four-day conference is also known for secretive backroom meetings and deal-making by business leaders. Uh, also, they mentioned in 2020, the theme of their annual meeting was the Great Reset. The initiative envisioned sweeping changes to how societies and economies would work to recover from the pandemic and build a more sustainable future. But now, the Great Reset has become shorthand for what skeptics say is a reorganization of society using global uncertainty as a guise to take away rights, which is just two different ways of saying the exact same thing. Yes. Think about what the Associated Press did just now, and other outlets are picking this up, of course. They said basically hey it's not a secretive society of the world's elites getting together to figure out how to run the world it's just a secretive society of the world's elites getting together to figure out how to run the world right that's all but they're transparency that's but they're right. not i know it's the crazy thing the guy released the book yeah. the great reset and then people start talking about the great race reset you know what this is about and then they they're screaming about it oh yeah. people are running with this Dude, yes Talk to people in Sri Lanka. Talk to people in yes. the Netherlands. There's been an all-out revolt because of what has been proposed and then implemented by the World Economic Forum. Taking away the farmer's rights, you control the food. Yeah, and then people starve, and people don't like yes. starving. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Generally speaking, starving is bad and puts people <laughs> in a cranky mood. Yeah, if only you could find a country where people dig starving. Right. <laughs> well, I'm want to say that we led the way on being anti-starving yeah, this show did. yeah yeah <laughs> i would think we continue to lead the way um did you see this story out of baltimore you know i've read about this before you've got squeegee oh, kids yeah, the squeegee kids if yeah. you don't know what the squeegee kids are well squeegee kids will come up to your car different neighborhoods around baltimore and they'll start squeegeeing your windshield and they're wanting a tip basically if you don't give them a tip well, you might be subjected to vandalism, yeah, violence, mm -hmm. or worse, according to the story. Seen that several times. Well, the new mayor of Baltimore, Brandon Scott, had promised on the campaign trail, hey, we're going to put an end to this, and we're going to figure out a way to help the squeegee workers. So they unveiled a plan. It was widely panned as being ineffective. Of course it is. Um, so he was going to establish no squeegee zones and have the police help the perpetrators find other productive work elsewhere. <laughs> Midnight basketball. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Plan was put into effect. I saw this in hot air, by the way. Multiple downtown intersections were decorated with no squeegee zone signs. 
and the police were stationed in the area to monitor the results. The results were precisely what many uh, critics had predicted. The squeegee kids ignored the signs and kept doing what they'd been doing all along, according to Fox News Baltimore. (laughs) They just keep right on doing it. It, as the story says, it appears some kids are ignoring the ban. Wow. Okay, it's not a deterrent. You haven't done anything. I mean, th- that city is decimated. I mean, can you just start arresting people and take them off? This is a no squeegee zone. You walk up with a squeegee, you get arrested. How is that hard? Or I don't understand. Worry less about the squeegee kids and, I don't know, find some murderers. But yes, you need to do that, too. What, the cops are supposed but, to just operate a 24-7 jobs fair? Hey, I see you with that squeegee. Let me uh, connect you with some employment. Maybe the squeegee kids should become crime fighters. There you go. A battalion of squeegee more kids. cops <laughs> so you can find the killers and stop the squeegee kids. Yeah. Because I don't want a bunch of... <laughs> Teenagers saying, squeegee, I'm not giving you any money. And then they're going to pop you in the face mm-hmm. or they're going to damage your car or something else. It's crazy. I don't know, Crime man. Crime is the, high in Baltimore. The, Let's call the squeegee kids. I know, man. They could really clean up the streets. Yeah! Squeegee the street. <laughs> and I'll pay you for it. Hey, your girl, Scott, Marie Osmond's in the news. Yeah, what Marie do? I knew you'd like this story, so I wanted to share it. Uh, she said, uh, you know, she's got some money. Oh, yeah. She's not going to give her kids an inheritance. You know why? No. Because it breeds laziness and entitlement. Well, she said, nothing honestly, on nothing. why would you enable your child to not try to be something? Wow. I don't know anybody who becomes anything if they're just handed money. To me, the greatest gift you can give your child is a passion to search out who they are inside and to work. I mean, I've done so many things from designing dolls and much more. I love trying and I want to try everything. Said she has a rule with her kids that if they start something, they have to finish it. You got to work hard for it. It doesn't say zero dollars or just a big sort of inheritance, but the way this sounds, it's not going to be much at all. You like that? Well, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I guess. I mean, it sounds not reasonable on on the surface, anyway. Once your lo- kids earn their way, yeah. As long as Marie Osmond's your girlfriend and not your mom, right? Well, as long as I'm not married to her. <laughs> What's her sixth ex-husband have to say about that? <laughs> uh, Bill Gates ignoring questions again about Jeffrey Epstein. We'll get to that much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Bill Gates does not like being asked about Jeffrey Epstein and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. No, oh, no. he does not. Apparently, this happened again over the weekend. Want to watch a billionaire squirm? Mm. There was a Reddit session, a little QA with Bill Gates. And he's talking about a lot of different things like the need to fight climate change, wealthy taxation. Ask Bill anything segment, right? I mean, where people can just ask whatever they want. Yeah. He answers them. Yep. He talked about his ownership of U.S. farmland. Also his favorite rock band, U2. Talked about a lot of different things. But then a Redditor with the handle always has the links. (laughs) 
asks, why did you continue associating with Jeffrey Epstein after he was convicted of being a pedo? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And against your then-wife's advice and wishes. Hmm. No answer there. No. No. Mm. Not going to happen. Ask me anything but that. Yeah. Well, you know, it was almost shocking at the time. I remember playing the clip. It's still worth playing because it was PBS. And the question, he didn't see coming. I'm convinced of that. He didn't know it was coming. And the way it was phrased at the time about Epstein. Who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, Hmm. uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, You know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings uh-huh. were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. <laughs> Golly. But boy, there's a lot of times you're on the plane and the island and then the follow-up. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years. Um <laughs> And that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted <laughs> having those dinners. Uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Hmm. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead, so. <laughs> <laughs> there's the this lesson. The best. Yeah, okay, he's dead. Is. Yeah. Stop asking yeah. questions, Judy. That's the lesson. He gone. <laughs> wow. No more talky-talky from him. Mm-mm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do you have a news update, David? Well, I've got a couple here. So Joe Biden was speaking at a Martin Luther King Day event, and it kind of reminds me of the joke from Seinfeld where uh, George Costanza apparently legendarily gave a bad toast at a wedding. Yeah. And they're like, who curses during a toast at a wedding? Right. (laughs) Because you have this Martin Luther King Day event, and Joe Biden just gets super hyper political going after republicans and then talking about gun control trotted out one of his favorite lines okay roll it there's no no need for any of that i love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots give me if you need to work about taking on the federal government you need some f-15s you don't need an ar-15 I'm serious. Think about it. Oh. 
Once again, the president said, we'll bomb you. <laughs> Which means I'm going to go buy another rifle today on my way home. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, how many times does he try to trot that out? And then he blows the line. Yeah. And then he has to say, I'm serious. Think about it. <laughs> think about it, man. That's his go-to. Well, oh, I'll, yeah. Like one of the top comments is just <laughs> a couple of asterisks. And then it says laughs in Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like there are, there are some major conflicts in U.S. history, uh, especially in the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years, there, where actually that entire premise has been debunked. You know, all I can think about is when you first said he's at this luncheon and he is going to talk about this like it's completely inappropriate, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, what did he do? I thought it was going to be something else that was really, really bad. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Just his history of talking about black people. Right. Yeah. Well, and what some would say is a very racist way. They, they, they It's not that they they have the heart to parent they just don't know how they need social workers see well he, he did kind of blow one line here where uh, so he gave a shout out to martin luther king's son's wife whose birthday is today i guess okay. and uh well this is how it went when he tried to sing happy birthday to her happy birthday dear happy birthday <laughs> to you All right, time <laughs> what's the, what's name. the real That's, name? The, the, the name is Andrea Waters King. Andrea? Yeah, but some people okay. pronounce it. Yeah, some people pronounce it that way, apparently. Wow. Does anybody pronounce it that way sober? Because that sounds like a drunk. Hey, it, it's a stutter, okay? No, that's not. Can I hear it again? Yeah, of course you can. Happy birthday, dear Happy <laughs> I want I'm trying to figure out what he is trying to say and at first I think Valerie but there's no V in there there's no V No There's no V uh, Valen Valen <laughs> Valentine Valen. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Oops. No, that's February. Valen. Sounds like he's Valen. saying Valvi. 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 Or Velvet? And they 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 call her Valvi. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good try. See, fit as a fiddle. Yeah, no problem there. None. It's a good thing that that guy definitely keeps track of top secret documents. That's right. Yes. Well, not tonight's birthday was just last week. <laughs> no one, not tonight. The history books will note it. Right. <laughs> so it's easy to get it all confused. Happy birthday, dear. Yeah. Not Okay. Plus, where are the documents, Joe? Do you have any yeah. more? Are we all done with the documents? Do you have any more classified documents anywhere? I don't know. I think because we're going gonna... to. Jean Pierre says, well, last week we think we're done. Yeah, and they found more just a couple days later. It is remarkable how willing they are to throw her completely under the bus, isn't it? Yes. Because she was asked point blank. So, are, so you found all the documents, right? This was last Thursday. 
Yes. They um, they have, uh, as part as the lawyers, they look through the places where documents could have been uh, stored, and the counsel's office released a statement uh, on that. Now it is in the hands of the special counsel. So we should assume that it's been completed. It, it, you should assume that it's been completed, yes. You know what happens when you assume. Yep. Huh? Well, is there some sort of class in lawyering about finding documents? <laughs> Chapter 4, Respective <laughs> Lawyers, page 33. <laughs> well, now, they actually have a new spokesperson. I don't know if you've heard this. Who's going to try to handle this from now on? The person's name is... Valvey. Yes. <laughs> yes, Valvey. they probably have a better shot. Yeah. Valvey. <laughs> Valvey Esquire. <laughs> Unbelievable. My attorney, Valvey. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, David, you have a clip here. This is from Joe Scarborough. Yeah, so the kerfuffle over gas stoves is apparently still in the news because one of the guys at the Consumer Product Safety Commission last week said they were looking at figuring out how to ban gas stoves. Uh, People noticed, they didn't like it, Uh, that commission walked it back a couple days later, but not before we were treated to a bunch of media liberals claiming that gas stoves were killing us. (laughs) And now, now that that whole plan has been walked back, at least from the federal government. Now, it never happened. Nobody was really trying to ban your gas stove. Uh, Here's MSNBC's Joe Scarborough. You have Ron DeSantis, so I'm going to protect your gas. Everybody's going to be talking about gas stoves, gas It's so stupid. As I I, I said, it makes Trump Republicans look even dumber. Oh, my God. And it, it really is. They have a chance to push issues and talk issues. They just don't want to. So now they're talking about gas stoves instead of Vladimir Putin threatening nuclear war. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Joe. Sufferable, chirpy. There's 80 million households in America that have a gas stove. Yeah, that actually does matter more than something Vladimir Putin isn't actually going to do. So you're saying no one talked about it. But CNN had a climate reporter on to yes. talk about how having a gas stove is like having an idling car in your house. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's you know the science is showing us that having a gas stove in a small apartment, especially with bad ventilation, it's like having an, a car idling there. And if you have wow. young kids, it can affect cognitive abilities and in, as well as asthma. I mean, I think Republicans are actually pretty smart to point it out and then say this is what these lunatics are trying to do yes an idling car in your house would kill you yeah well yeah so would gas stoves Mm -hmm. republicans made the whole thing up okay it's absolutely nonsensical maddening very much so wow okay so that's joe by the way man talking about inside information it is i just was reminded of this listening to scarborough because the guy was in the game for a long time. He's got to know he's just talking BS three-fourths of the time. Yeah, He's playing a role. He sold out a long time ago. I was listening to an interview the other day, and this had to do with how the White House will float different things at different times as a test balloon to see how they go over. Um Gosh darn it, I can't remember her name right now. Megyn Kelly was interviewing her the other day. She used to be with CBS. Um, She reported a lot about COVID when it first came out. She's a really good reporter, and I feel like a complete buffoon that I can't remember her name right now. 
but she was talking about her time as a young reporter at CBS, and they were covering the Clinton White House, and she tells the story with the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm paraphrasing. The White House knew they were in some trouble. What they decided to do was to tell, just leak it out to a few reporters that, yes, it's true, Bill Clinton did kiss Monica Lewinsky one time. He did. Regrets it. But that's all that happened. There was no affair. The White House was doing that at the time to see what the reaction would be in the public. Mm -hmm. Okay? The reaction in the public wasn't good at all. And so then they went out and denied that that was true. Once they saw how (laughs) voters reacted to it, then... Basically, the person that leaked that info to the reporters, I mean, what's the reporter going to do? Hey, the person that leaked this was, lied to us. Yeah. You look like a dope. You're mm-hmm. not going to do it. So they just test things out. We know this happens all the time. Yeah. But to hear somebody that was actually in the pool at the time then tell the story years later was pretty fascinating. What was it? Cheryl Atkinson? Yes, it you're was. Thinking of? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Could not remember her name. She, I mean, whenever she's reporting on things now, she seems very solid to me. There are a lot of old school reporters, it seems, that hate what's happened to the industry. Yeah. And want to still do some old school reporting. I always think, you well, know. if they want to work, though, they've got to toe the line. She went independent. I know she did, but very few can, are able to do that successfully. Yes. Well, I think there, there's actually a lot more talk that more and more people are going that route. Matt Taibbi, who's done a lot of the Twitter file stuff, went independent and said, when you went out there at first, it was pretty scary. But if you're good and you're writing on Substack, you'll get a following. Oh, yeah, there are people even at like local news levels. There's a woman named Brandy Cruz used to work in television in Seattle, and she's gone independent in the last, I don't know, year or two, I think. Okay. And it was kind of the same thing. I, I just want to go do my own thing. I want to be able to voice either commentary or opinions, be a little bit more free to do that. And I think she's, she's built up a pretty good living doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Okay, there's much more to get to. Oh, did you guys hear about the uh, Guitar Center employee that took down a violent customer? No. El Cabong? <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with a guitar over the head? A guitar did get destroyed. That's the teaser. And we'll get to a news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I, I'm just, I can't get over Joe Biden uh, today just talking about, well, going hard in on politics during a Martin Luther King Day event. Remember when, when Donald Trump did a rally at the, at the Boy Scouts thing? Yes. A few years ago. <laughs> yes. And everybody freaked out. Oh, my gosh, he's politicizing. <laughs> right. Here's Joe Biden talking at this, uh, this event today. Federal deficit is down $1 trillion plus. Dollars. No, it's not. Hear it's me. Not. That's a fact. No, it's not a fact. No, it's not. And no. there's going to be hundreds of billions reduced over the next decade. But so what? These guys are the <laughs> fiscally 
That Republicans are fiscally demented. Demented? Because they don't believe my lie. Oh, my goodness. This is supposed to be inspirational. Yeah. On Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and that's what you get? Yep. Wow. Meanwhile, mentioned it earlier, David, you did the uh, World Economic Forum. It's going on. Yeah. Big uh, gathering in Davos. I don't know if you happen to see this story, um, but Michael Schellenberger, the independent journalist, um, and he's participated in some of the Twitter files, had highlighted their coordination um, and did a whole thread on the World Economic Forum, their secretive finances. This was yesterday. And so he mentions that the controversial organization, the World Economic Forum, utilizes ESG. And you know what ESG stands for? Isn't that that grading system? Environmental. Yeah. Strategic. Social. Social. Governance. Yes. Oh, good one, David. It's a social credit you, score for businesses and governments. Yeah. You yeah. know what Musk said? Elon Musk? What's that? The S stands for satanic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's cutting right to the chase, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. So it goes on in the story. Um you know, there were a lot of business leaders over the last few years that have committed to the ESG movement because they're trying to pursue green energy initiatives and establish diversity quotas for managerial staff or, you know, blend the maximization of profits with advancing the political and social agendas favored by leftists. Mm -hmm. It's all part of it, right? But it also talks about the dismal stock market performance of ESG funds last year. So you got people now saying, okay, that's evidence. The movement presents unnecessary risks oh, and, to investment performance. Yeah, and, and part of it was because there are big players who drive the global economy who wanted nothing to do with it, and people were losing money. I mean, you can only get so much out of corporations like Disney and Nike. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it can be very lucrative for you with that, but eventually the jig is up because – you also had a situation where, and I'm I'm very happy to to report this, but you had a lot of people calling their brokers, a lot of wealthy people mm -hmm. calling their brokers and saying, "Okay, whatever company is doing this ESG thing, I want no part in it. We got to yes. get out of it." And so they were losing their bread and butter. And Elon Musk went on to say, "ESG is a scam. It has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors." Yeah, so all of a sudden you had, you know, how many times did we say whatever chain it was, why are they going with this message? It's in complete opposition from their target audience mm -hmm. because they thought the dollars would flow in. And when the dollars are not flowing in, yeah. then it's going to well, get bailed on. When you have the state of Texas and the state of Florida also divesting from yes. these firms that are promoting it, yeah, they're losing a lot of money. Yeah. Every time you say Davos, I just think of the, are we not men? We are Davos. Are we not men? D-A-V-O-S. I just see, I can't help it. I'm, I, You've been singing a lot of different songs I in know, your head today that make no sense. Freaking Devo song. Every time I hear Davos, I think Devo. I don't know why. I just That's not the first song today you've been singing. Flower pot on my head and, yeah, right. Speaking of songs. Yes. This was, well, our friends in Albuquerque have already seen this story. This was an employee at Guitar Center. All right, everybody's hanging out, and here's drunk guy, bald, got a long beard, and he's like threatening customers, just 
belligerent. And so one of the employees at Guitar Center takes the guy down and gets him into a headlock. The guy is like has an acoustic guitar in his hand, and he's like banging it against the door as he's trying to drag this guy out. He finally gets him in a headlock. Here's the audio about the time of the headlock. You're going to leave right now. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? You are leaving this store right now. Get up. Get up. Good job, dude. That was the best part. So he actually takes him by the collar and then like the belt and just drags him <laughs> along the ground out the front door. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story of the day. Outside of a guy getting yeah, popped out of Guitar Center. Well, other than that, what's center. the biggest story that's, today? That's a rock bottom moment for that guy. I hope he seeks help. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, how many more classified documents are we going to find in Joe Biden's various homes? I mean, this is... Uh, now, what, four in total? Yes. Uh, different batches, you could say, that have been well, found, including in the garage and the library. I mean, geez. Well, not only that, but last week when he went out and spoke, that was it, right? Yeah. Because it, so he forgot that he has these in different places. So you'd have to go everywhere the guy's been to know. Right. We'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta next. Show, Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is just hilarious to me. Saw this at Fox News. The White House today blasting House Republicans for launching hypocritical investigations into Biden's improper retention of classified records. Spokesperson there. What's this dude's name? Ian Sams. House Republicans are playing politics in a shamelessly hypocritical attempt to attack President Biden. Uh huh. Hmm. What? Saying they don't even care what's in the documents. Uh, I don't know about the House Republicans. I do. I'm yeah, curious I'm, what's in those documents. Yeah, I'm a little bit curious, too. Yeah. Ukraine was mentioned, right? Yeah. But yeah. Just curious. You know, his son was on the board at a company there. He knew nothing about natural gas, but, man, he was making a boatload of money. How did that happen? Well, like he had a remote to the garage, too, apparently. Hmm. He could go in and out. Remember Biden? He wanted somebody fired. If they didn't get fired, they weren't getting the money from the United States. I mean, he was over there January 2017, like the last few days of the administration. Yeah. That was one of the yarns he spun Hmm. about how he negotiated that deal. He was a tough guy. But House Republicans have no credibility. No. no. Their demand should be met with skepticism is what Sam said. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Insufferable. Did you have something else, David, before we got to the Robbins trifecta? Oh, no. We can get to the trifecta. Okay. There's breaking news happening all the time. Scott, I know you got your big three. I got my big three, yes. Okay. Let's roll it mm -hmm. out. 
I don't even know. Does Casey work on a holiday? Are you ready? Okay. If we're here, he's here, I think. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Hi, it's me, Casey. There you go. Yeah, okay. It's Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day, every day at this time. Of course, always helped by his hero, Casey Kasem. Coming up the weekend. Hey, buddy, did you have a good weekend? Wait a minute. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. Okay, thank you. That's all I need to know. All right. Three. He's a professional. Get to it. All right. I know. know. Uh, This one, it takes a little bit of setup, but it is a a terrible story out of Canada. It is. Where this woman, uh, Danielle Stephanie Warner, this is in May of 2020, was in the hospital because she has COPD. Yep. Um, And at one point, she's in one section of the hospital and she's not wearing a mask. And two security guards wind up killing her, restraining well, like, her. Yeah, restraining. And this... they they restrained her and they yes. killed her. And they moved the the security camera so that you couldn't see what couldn't was going on. Yeah. And now they had been charged with manslaughter. A judge apparently dropped that case, threw that threw case it out. out. Yep. She lowered her mask in the hospital because she had freaking COPD and couldn't breathe. Right. So here come these guys to enforce the mask mandate. She said, I can't. I can't comply. I can't breathe. So the guards who were in full PPE, of course they were, demanded she don the mask. She said no, threw her against the wall almost immediately. Now their claim is she struck them first. Of course, there's no video to show that. Right after throwing her to the wall, a different guard redirects the camera away. Yep. He panicked, so turning the camera away clearly didn't show any conscience of guilt at all, right? Whoa. So witnesses report the guards then threw her to the ground and held her there in exactly the same manner that, manner that George Floyd was restrained. Knee to the back, using body weight. Only she had taken no meth or fentanyl. She's a 125-pound woman with breathing difficulties. She kept telling him, I can't breathe. They handcuffed her while unconscious and kept her restrained using a knee to the back. She stopped breathing. The guards then load her into a wheelchair and eventually notice and call the doctors. She died from her injuries, having never returned to consciousness. The guards killed her. A woman was in distress in a hospital hallway to be treated. They killed her. And Despite so there the video were, footage, yeah. There were there was video footage and it's gone. It's gone. So the footage of the guards attacking her unprovoked, using excessive force to restrain her, lying about the incident. A pathologist, by the way, testifies she would have been alive today if it weren't for their actions. The judge throws the case out of out because, well, you know, we yeah, didn't know what we didn't know then. Well, they, they also said the judges said that they didn't have enough evidence to, to right to convict these guys to convict because there was know. no footage of the actual killing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's insane. She didn't slip on somebody's knee to the back. Right. I mean, how does that happen? When you have other people testifying, professionals, this is what killed her. She wouldn't have died without it. Wow, man. Well, the judge also said because of COVID hysteria, it created an environment which such actions are understandable. Yeah. From the cops? Yes. Or the personnel. She didn't have COVID, by the way. She was there to be treated for COPD. Oh, my goodness. That is tragic. Yeah, it's a tragic story. And uh, I bring that up because now we've all of a sudden we've got to Lena Wen saying, well, you know, that 
that whole case count and mortalities probably was inflated significantly because a lot of people died in the hospital because of heart conditions, liver, a myriad of other reasons, but they had COVID at the time of their death. Therefore, it's a COVID death. Yeah, yeah remember John Stossel used to be with ABC? Yeah. He is independent now, and he did a whole piece of, okay, now, you know, two, three years later, who was right <laughs> No, about COVID? But we talked and, about this at the time. Yes, I can remember doing it, saying, we think there's an overcount going on here because we're hearing these stories, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, there was. Yes. I know. It's true. Now, on with the countdown. All okay. Right. <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three yeah. of the day. Two. Uh, number two, the kinder, gentler Taliban that knows the world is watching. Uh, they want to put burkas on mannequins now? Yeah. Whoa. Well, they're not satisfied with just banning the viewing of human female faces. They also want female mannequins in dress shops to be covered as well. This has left shop owners scrambling to comply or have their businesses completely shuttered. But the Taliban claims that this was a compromise from their original rules, which ordered that the mannequins be beheaded. Mannequins beheaded. (laughs) Wow, it's you know, wow. it is a new it's it's a new world there, isn't it, huh? Yeah. Oh boy, and and when the Taliban says we'll shut your business down, they're not creating a paycheck protection program. <laughs> no, they, no, not, no, no, they're, they're not. They're, they're, David, there's no Taliban stimulus checks coming your way. I just like the I just like the reasoning. Either cover it or we whack the head off. Got it? Well, <laughs> okay. Kind of do that with humans too. Yes. Yes. Oh my. They Goodness, promised man. us, though, David. The world was watching. They promised the new and improved Taliban was going to be different. You remember when Jake Sullivan said, well, we can't say the Taliban is an enemy. Right, exactly. Yeah. We can't say that. My goodness, man. And we were all about protecting the women yes. there. It's gone. Yeah. It is. It's still an absolute embarrassment. Wow. And with our weapons now, though, that's the difference. Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Yes. So Scott yeah. Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Do you have a happy story anywhere? Well, this is kind of... Uh, uh, is Hunter comment. Biden paid a lot of money to live huh. in Joe's house, among all those classified documents. Yeah, he claimed he paid $49,910 a month to live at Joe Biden's Delaware residence, where all the documents were discovered. The file labeled background screening what? test shows Hunter Biden lived in the president's Wilmington, Delaware residence between March 2017 and February 2018. He also claimed to own the property, according to the document. was originally discovered on Hunter Biden's laptop, according to the Washington Examiner. was reshared on Twitter by Miranda Devine. We've seen her all over the place. So the question becomes, did he actually pay his dad 50 k a month? Or did Hunter misrepresent for some kind of other reason, like giving the money to the big guy, washing it through some sort of funky rental agreement? Hmm. And if he did pay 50K to Joe, wouldn't that be earned income? That would have to be claimed on Joe's taxes. Okay. Which it wasn't. If you're just asking the question, do you really think he paid 50 grand a month to stay at dad's house? No. If they were laundering money through the rental agreement, perhaps. Yeah, I have a hard time. Believing that. But he did have access to the garage. That's where his basketball was. (laughs) (laughs) Taking the Corvette out, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it's the whole thing where every once in a while you'll hear, well, yeah, I'm going to stay at mom and dad, but I'm going to pay my way. Right. How often does that really work out? Right. Uh, I don't know about that. And there you have it. And you're living in a basement, not in some palatial mansion somewhere.
I bet the basement's pretty nice. Well, it is there, yeah. Bet it is. Uh, today's Blue Monday, you know. They say it's the most depressing day of the year. Mm. After that trifecta, I tend to agree. Sad, <laughs> sad, sad. Well, it. Well, I mean, you know, I can't. I, know. I can't. I'm, I'm directed towards things that I find interesting. Yes, yeah. it's your top three stories. Yes. It's the way it's got to be. I, I'll try to be livelier tomorrow. I promise. No, man, it's your it's your gig, it's man. All right, okay. I didn't know a couple of those stories, so I'm glad you did it. No, I just always find this interesting. The Blue Monday thing. Do you yeah. remember the, what factors into Blue Monday being at the most depressing day of the year? Isn't it? Isn't it when you start getting your credit card statements in the mail and realizing how much money you spent over the holidays and you don't have the afterglow of the holidays to really keep you warm? Weather's not great in a lot of places. Percentage-wise, New Year's resolutions have already, well... Gone up in flames. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's all of that. And I just wonder um, if this is going to happen or not. I'm thinking is, it's MLK Day, and usually this Blue Monday falls on MLK Day because it's this week in January. Who's going to claim that whoever said it's the most depressing day was, in fact, racist? (laughs) Very possible. I wonder if we're going to see that anywhere in the next 24 hours. I had never thought about that before, but you're right. Well, you get into this sort of mindset of, all right, what, what could be racist next? Not yeah. quite sure. Hmm. I mean, the word feel. Wasn't that at USC is now racist? Yeah. yeah. That's gone. So you wonder what's next. All right. We got Nimrods in the news and a news update straight ahead. Show, Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update: David Van Camp. Uh, I saw this on Friday and uh, forgot to bring it in until just now. Okay. Uh, so I'm kicking myself for this. But uh, the CDC is now talking about you know possible possible safety issue with yes. the uh, with the COVID nineteen vaccine made by Pfizer. The old data dump on Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. So for people over the age of 65, want to be clear about what they're concerned with. For mm-hmm. people over the age of 65, there may be an increased risk of uh, stroke. After yeah. getting that updated booster. Fantastic. Would have been nice to know. Misinformation! Yeah. Right. We couldn't have no more said that. A year and a half ago, then Man on the Moon. Yeah, two months ago, we would have said it, but it would have been you guys, you deniers. Oh, I've had, I've heard all this blood on your hands. Fauci's a scientist. You're yeah. just three knuckleheads. And-, and from the data that they have right now, I mean, again, this is it's like you want to be clear about what they're saying and what they're not saying, and all of that because right. everybody just wants the truth. Um, most do. Yes, yeah, I agree. So, out of five hundred fifty thousand seniors who got the uh, updated boosters and were tracked. Uh, 130 had strokes in the three weeks after the shot. So it is, according to the data they have, still fairly rare. But, again, this is why it's so dangerous to start just shutting down any conversation that goes against the the company line. Well, when you have studies that are coming out of whether it's Sweden or Denmark, 
wherever, I'm at least interested to see what they found out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be skeptical about whatever, but it turns out what their studies have said months and months ago, long before we put anything out, they were right. But if you bring any of that up, you're just shut down by yeah. legacy media, the left, whoever. And that's been really frustrating because, yeah, I think most people just want to know what the truth is. Yeah. With the entire thing. Just saw this. And, you know, I think we're going to hear more about this particular piece of news as the week goes on. Um, well, the White House wants, you know, the Republican House to raise the debt limit again because we're reaching the debt limit. <laughs> Even though, what was it? Biden just said today, hey, debt, we, we've reduced the debt. No, we're at the limit. That's why this conversation is yeah. happening. Like there is such a thing as the limit. So Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, sent a letter to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, warning that you're, you're going to have to raise this. Okay, And it, when you do, it's not going to cost the American people. <laughs> How does that work? It's like saying, man, finance. I maxed out my credit card. Well, if Capital One gives me another $1,000 worth of credit, then I'm fine. No, you're not. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Well, this will play out. It's supposed to come due on Thursday, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. Now it's time for Nimrod's Roll It. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Okay, we start in New York, and I'm just going to ask for a little grace here when it comes to pronouncing names. All right, I'm going to do the very best that I can. Here we go. Um, But not sure that I'm going to get all of the names correct. All right. Apparently a trio of men from New York um, tried to hide 83 pounds of marijuana behind a dumpster after one of the guys called 911. Which, of course, doesn't make sense. No. Um, But that's what they allegedly did. So state troopers responded to a 911 hang-up call at this Marathon gas station. One of the guys later discovered to be 30-year-old Saokui Wang of Flushing, New York, had allegedly called 911 and said there were people in his car with marijuana and he wanted them to get out, but they refused. So upon arrival then, troopers said two men... 29-year-old Jaming Yang and 29-year-old Dehou Yu, both from Flushing, were seen standing near duffel bags in the parking lot. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Wang. It, well, Wang, yeah. I know that. Put them all together and it sounds like an insult. Yu Yang Wang. Yu Yang. Yeah, there's a Yang and a Wang and then there's a Yu. Yeah. Why well, you? What was in the duffel bags? Their gym clothes? Weed. Oh, in vacuum sealed bags. So troopers reported they found, get it, five trash bags hidden behind a dumpster that contained again 83 pounds of marijuana, street value more than $300,000 after the 911 call. Wow. And yes, that's Nimrods in the News. I thought for sure Fan Camp was going to come in with some quip about Yang or Wang or something. Thank you.